You're listening to The Man From This Podcast, episode number eight. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Manfulness Podcast. Um, I've actually been away for quite some time. Um, me and my wife, Erica, just did our very first Bali retreat. Um, and I, I, I'm, st- I'm still, I keep saying this, I'm still struggling to find the words um, for how amazing this retreat was. Um, I'm not going to lie, my wife's the one that really put it out there at the start of the year. She said... Um, you know, I'm going to do a retreat and, you know, you're going to do the meditation and all the spiritual work and I'm going to come through with all the mindset stuff and, um, we're just going to rock it. And I'm like, man, you're crazy. That's, that's, it's, it was Christmas time. I'm like, people don't have money during that time. Um, you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. And before we knew it, we had 10 beautiful souls that had, um, signed up and were excited and, you know, me and Erica had a bit of a framework for it, but we didn't really have an idea about what we were going to do. And um, and this is a funny thing about our relationship. I, I love it. You know, she really is the, you know, makes dreams up castles in the sky, so to speak. And I, and I kind of put the foundations in. So she comes up with these larger than life ideas, the ones where you just go, you, you, you're dreaming. And then she just, she just says it, she announces it. And then, you know, I, I sort of come in there going, okay, so now let's put all the pieces together. Um, so it works really well. We work really good together because, you know, these things are something that I probably would never do. But, um, you know, she pushes me. And then when, you know, we work under pressure and then I'm like, shit, we've got to get all this stuff done. We've got to, we've got to organize Bali and trips and accommodation and et cetera. And um, it all comes together. It comes together beautifully. I, I love how we work sometimes um, because it's really where the magic happens. So she re- um, researched um, the retreat center, which was Gaia Retreat Center, and, you know, they were just fantastic. And, um, you know, I was at the bank one day trying to think about what, what we were going to do for this retreat. And, you know, I, I can only explain it as an act of God because, you know, I was really lost for what we were going to do for these ladies that we had committed to this retreat and it just came to me and I just wrote it down and as soon as it hit me I rang Erica and I'm like I've got the retreat I know what we're going to do and we came up with um, these four days of uh, intense work and each day had a theme and so it was a death a void a rebirth and then an integration day so the idea behind it was that you know the death day would be really a day of them letting go of all the things that don't serve them And we actually did a death ceremony where, uh, almost like a funeral, where they had to write their goodbyes to their bad uh, thoughts, to their bad beliefs and burn them. And then we laid them down and I took them through almost a shamanic death where they had to really go into their psyche and and envision their own death. I mean, it's very intense. You know, it was was hugely emotional. Um, Energetically, it was massive to hold. Um... But it was it was the best thing that I've ever done in my life. It was it was so amazing, um, and so proceeding that we had a void day, and the void day is basically where, you know, once you've let go of these things that don't serve you, you're kind of really struggling to find out who you were. We, we really wanted the ladies to sit in that for some time, um, and and feel what it was like to not kind of know who you were. And so we went on a beautiful walk through the rice paddy fields, and, and then we came back and did a a, a session about forgiveness. 
Um, and then the next day was about rebirth. And that was all about creating the new self and changing the narrative and creating who they wanted to be. Um, and we went out to a beautiful dinner and danced that night. It was a big celebration. And then we finished off with an integration day, which is just all about trying to bring those aspects to ourselves and integrate it into ourselves further. And we signified that with a blessing at the uh, water temple. So, so all in all, it was just like an amazing, amazing experience. And so many things happened on that retreat, which I can't explain. We had experiences there that me and Erica didn't plan for that just kind of happened, you know, an earthquake being one of them. them. So it was like as soon as we closed the, the retreat, we had an earthquake. Um, and Bali is just such a beautiful spiritual place. I, 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 um, I think Australians, we're very lucky to have a place like that so close by because I feel like we live such a really hectic, busy life in this country. And, and there's great opportunities to, to do so many things here. But the Balinese people really, first and foremost, is about their spirituality and their connection to nature. And, you know, that's the first thing. And I think for us, it's easy for us to put work and all those daily life things before anything else. So I think it's a great lesson for us and it's a great place that's so close. So that was our retreat. Um, it was a great experience uh, for, for all of us and, and me included. And, you know, the beauties of retreat is you get this, uh, uh, it's an ability for you to really accelerate your learning because, you know, you might come into a coaching session or you might come to a meditation or you might do what have you and you learn something for a little bit and then you have to go back to your life and um, that can be hard, you know, but when you're outside of your environment, outside your comfort zone, I mean, we, you know, gave so much to these ladies over the course of these three, four days that it really took that time for them to like a pressure cooker for them to burst and to really let go of some of their emotional baggage and some of the trauma that they were facing, you know? And um, that's just the beauty of retreats. So we've got more coming up. We're doing Bali the same thing next year and we're, we're potentially having one in Melbourne at the end of this year. So I'm super excited to be a part of that and um, and to, to offer retreats. So yeah, I wanted to share with you how amazing that was because it really gave me some new perspective and some new understandings on what's possible and, and um, how exciting life can really be. Um, today's podcast, um, I, I, I was thinking about what would be the next great installment and what could I talk about. And, and I really had a great conversation with a couple of guys uh, before Bali and, and while I was over there. And this whole sort of concept of self-care came out. And it really kind of struck me, maybe guys kind of misunderstand the ideas of self-care. And I know I did. And, and, and I still do, I think, for most times in my life. Um, and again, I feel like it's one of those things, self-care kind of ends up being something that is viewed as maybe a female thing. Maybe it's, it's viewed as something that only women do or women are encouraged to do. And even saying that most women don't do it and don't do it well enough, but maybe it's more acceptable for them to do it. Um, uh, maybe they deserve to do it more. I mean, um, definitely mothers, that's for sure. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm really sort of looking at how, how self-care is approached by men. And I think for the longest time, if I speak of myself, I didn't think I needed much self-care or self-care might've been maybe exercising. Um, that would be my self-care, um, Maybe it was hanging out with mates at the bar or going for a drink with mates after work. You know, that was kind of the closest thing to self-care. And um, 
I, I think it didn't serve me for very long. I, you know, I found myself getting very frustrated and very agitated. And again, you know, I, I want my wife, I want to support my wife as much as I can. And I want to make sure that she's well and she's looked after. So, you know, she definitely needs self-care. Looking after two kids, running a business, and I think all women do and deserve. So I think I would be easy, it was easier for me to allow her to go off and do things for herself. When I talk about self-care, I'm talk, I mean, for her, it would be like getting massage, it would be going out maybe to the Peninsula Springs with her girlfriends. It would be getting her nails done. It was better getting her hair cut um, or blow wave that she loves to get it done, getting a facial. Like these are kind of self-care things. And to be honest, I just sometimes I don't feel like it really fits with men. I mean, I don't know many guys. I know I never did um, look after myself or look after my body in that respect. You know, looking after what was always about making it physically fit and was always like pushing it to its boundaries or going off and doing a hike or, you know, something quite strenuous. And I think a lot of guys kind of shy away from that or maybe again think that they don't need any self-care. But I, for me, you know, over the last couple of years about really making an effort to look after myself, it's done wonders for me because at the end of the day, we're, we're still human beings. You know, we, we get stressed, we get tired, we get exhausted, we get frustrated and whether you're a man or you're a woman or 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 anything in between, we all need that time of um, self-love and, and and to be nurtured and to be looked after. Um, and I and I just feel like sometimes guys shy away from doing anything like that because they want to be strong and they want to be the warrior and they want to be the stoic that doesn't need any of that type of stuff. And so. I think a couple of years I really went on a journey of trying to find out what self-care is for me and um, yeah I, I started to get more massages I started to kind of look after my body a little bit better you know massages is a great way for me because I do train a lot um, it's a great way for me of looking after myself um, meditation is another form of self-care for me it gives me time to just sort of stop and look and just meditate and be still but, um, you know, lately I've been taking a little bit further and been going to the Japanese bathhouse by myself um, and just having a sauna or having a swim and just sort of having these things which I do for my body, which is really, really good. Um, and do them by myself. And it's, it's kind of like time alone, um, going for walks in nature. And it's really made a massive difference. And I, I really want to encourage the men out there to take the time for some self-care. Um, to really do those kind of, I would describe them as yin activities. So they're not high intensity yang type things where you're exercising or pushing your body to the limits, but actually doing the opposite. Um, sometimes it's even taking a nap, you know, just sitting down and taking a nap and being still has really done wonders for me. I, I've noticed I'm a better father, I'm a better husband, I'm a better son, just because I've, I, I feel more rested and I feel like I've given something back to myself. Um, I know it might not always be acknowledged, but, you know, a, a lot of us guys do feel like we give a lot, you know, to our families and to our wives. And that's not to say that our partners are not doing the same. I, I you know, I don't want to turn this into a you do more and you do less type thing because I think that's a waste of time. But we as human beings need some time for nurturing. And I think um, finding time during your days, during your weeks or in your month to schedule in self-care actually goes a, a really, really long way. So 
I wanted to put it out there for you guys to find those kind of things that really recharge your batteries, um, which give you the ability to refocus and rest and recover. I'm actually going to do a vision quest for myself. Um, hopefully, maybe this year sometime. I haven't actually um, worked out a date. And yes, my wife doesn't know about this as yet, even though I have spoken to her about it. But I'm hoping to you know, to do a vision quest. And I think it's something every man should do. I think a vision quest is is a real important thing to schedule for yourself. And what's a vision quest? Well, a vision quest is literally going off into the, uh, the wilderness, you know, sort of for up to three days and fasting. So yeah, I know it sounds horrendous, but, you know, being in nature and being in a tent, uh, cutting yourself off from all electronical equipment and internets and Facebook and all these kind of distractions and fasting, you know, so you have water, you might have some light sugary drinks or some things just to kind of keep you going a little bit, but really pushing past the boundaries of um, hunger and just bringing a little notebook with you and just kind of really going through that process of, you know, being hungry and then overcoming that. And, you know, you, you learn a lot about yourselves when you push yourselves in that respect um, past those boundaries, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with Wim Hof and, and the breath work and the, and ice, ice therapy. And it really does pull the mind out of the body, so to speak. And, you know, I, I think we don't really know how wonderful and amazing our bodies are. And the research behind it was, you know, as you fast, it really allows your cells to kick into overdrive and accelerate the healing process by fasting, which sounds counterintuitive but it's actually pretty amazing it's almost like your body's way of um survival and if you're if you're really starving it's going to really have to upregulate cell activity or cellular activity to heal you so that's kind of the idea behind it and you don't have to do three days of course and you don't have to go for too long even if you did a 24-hour fast or a 48-hour fast but being out in wilderness fasting with a notebook and really allowing what comes up to come up um and being in those surroundings of nature and, and sinking back into nature's flow, you know. Um, I always talk about in my meditation classes about how out of sync we are with nature. You know, nature has really um, almost defined seasons. You know, we have a, a winter, a summer, a spring and an autumn. And if you kind of look at the energies of each of those seasons, you know, winter is obviously a time of going within and, you know, the, the trees will lose its leaves and, there doesn't seem to be a lot going on on the outside and they're drawing up nutrients from the roots and they're really preparing for the warmer months. And then sort of spring comes along and then it's like bang and there's this explosion of energy and um, action and excitement. And then summer comes along and that sort of pulls along even further. And then as autumn comes, it's, it's kind of like a slow decline and the leaves slowly start to change color and drop and then we, we move back into winter again. And so it's kind of this ebb and flow and kind of like the waves of the ocean. We sort of build up energy and then release it again. And, and that's kind of how nature works. It's a, it's a rejuvenation process. It's a balanced process because there's time for rest and there's also time for action. But I think the way our lives are structured these days, it's just it's, it's nonstop go. And I truly believe that the reason why people get so sick in the winter is not because, you know, there's more diseases or bugs or things floating around. I just think that we try to keep going at the same pace we did during spring and summer and our bodies just hit 
uh, a point where they just can't maintain that anymore and it literally shuts us down. So I think we're kind of built on this having to constantly be running, constantly be going, constantly improving. And we're almost afraid sometimes to have a slowdown or, or to relax or to stop or to have a break, you know. So I've been really trying to implement in my life, I, whether it's on a day-to-day or a monthly or, or a yearly cycle, but having these cycles, being, being aware of these cycles. You know, even yesterday, my wife was like, just take a nap, you know, and feeling a bit tired after Bali and it was about three o'clock and I'm like, you know, it's a perfect time to have a nap and wind down, you know, do a lot of work in the morning where I'm ticking off my to-do list and doing my errands and running around and training clients and meeting up and doing consultations. And then it gets to that three o'clock mark and I, I can feel a bit tired. So why not just lay down and that 20 minute, half an, um, you know, an hour nap was just perfect. You know, I didn't really sleep, but it was enough to kind of rest. And I felt more rejuvenated for the night. But even then, my night activities were more, you know, still low key. It was more about connecting with the kids and it was about fun and about play. And then we had some friends come over. And I I just felt I enjoyed it more because I was more present, (coughs) excuse me, more present with them. Um, While usually I think I'd be really tired about that time, about seven o'clock, eight o'clock, I'd be really tired and almost looking to go to bed. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just becoming fully aware of where I can um, yeah, slow things down and then when I can speed things up. Um, and, you know, over this week now, we're trying to get more massages. So, you know, Friday is like a great day for me to kind of wind down and, again, have a massage at the end of the week so that, you know, when Monday um, rolls along, I'm a bit more recharged. And I find that I'm so much more efficient, so much more happier and better for the people around me. So, um I just wanted to bring up a few of these items. I think they're things you should research and have a look into. Find what things are um, good for you in terms of um, self-care um, and consider a, a, a vision quest. Um, my only um, thing with the vision quest is you do need to do a lot of prep work before you do go and fast. So please don't anybody take my advice and just lock yourself out in the wilderness and don't eat. You do need to do some work on your gut in terms of getting your gut bacteria up and and optimizing your brain and practicing um, small bouts of fasting so that you can kind of get used to it and changing your diet slightly. Um, And if you do that for about six to eight weeks, you sort of get a nice good conditioning to the fasting process and it'll work a lot better. And then, yeah, book some time out, sit in wilderness by yourself and... um, journal away, you know, and I think you might be very surprised at the outcome and surprised at how good you feel when you come back. So um, self-care, guys, um, I would love to hear your feedback. If there's things that you do as well, um, that is self-care that I haven't mentioned, I'd love to hear from you. So let me know. Um, Yeah, I hope that was enjoyable. Please hit me up um, on Instagram. I would love to know what your thoughts are, what you do to regenerate yourself, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked. Um, And maybe we can share some of those on our Instagram and share some of those on our Facebook so anybody listening um, can try a few of those things out. Anyway, guys, have a great week. Um, I hope you're happy. I hope you're killing it. And if you're not, find someone that you can talk to about it. Don't be afraid of your emotions. Express yourself. It will be the best thing that you ever do. And you will be so much more happier for it. Um, have a great week and we'll chat to you soon.